you hear me? Ah. Ah. Something has happened to me. It's good. I hope I can get through this. Let me pray. Father, I thank you that your word is good. It never fails. You knew what you were getting into when you sent your son, Father, down here. You knew how we were. But you think we're necessary. You love us and we're important to you. And I thank you, Lord, that you sent Jesus. So thankful. Help me tonight with this, Lord. I want to get across exactly what you gave to me. In Jesus' name. I may do this a lot, okay? I've been doing it all day. So, uh, Sunday was a great day for me. I came in here. I prayed before I came. I prayed, God, don't let anybody ask me what I think about anything. Because my lid was off. I knew I'd tell them. And without a governor, I'd tell them what I read, you know, deep down what I thought. I came in, I sat down in my, my chair, third row back, and I was real quiet. And Kathy comes up and asks me what I think. I let her know what I thought. And, uh,. <clears throat> I was so embarrassed after she walked away. I thought, God, what are you going to do with me? Because my opinions didn't really matter, you know, didn't change anything with her. But I just didn't have my lid on. You can say my wig. I did have my wig on. But (laughs) isn't that funny? I love that. Anyway, (laughs) uh, she went off, and I went to her as soon as I could and said, you just pray for me and, and just forgive me and forget everything I said to you. So <laughs> I didn't say anything mean or bad or ugly, I don't think. And and But I just said, I said too much. So uh, we were sitting here and, you know, pastor is preaching and praise and worship was good. And by the way, Amy, wherever you are, that... Tonight's service was perfect. Uh, it, de- it deals with everything. And God, isn't the Spirit precious? It, it, his Word is amazing. His, his timing and everything is so important. There's a scripture, and uh, this is the title of what I'm teaching. is Psalms 119.130. The entrance of your Word brings light. It gives understanding to the simple. Uh, along, when you've lived for as long as I have, you kind of know the ropes on things and kind of have your way of doing things. And so it, there's a real chance that pride and, and uh, self-centeredness can get in and, and you just do your thing. You know, without thinking what you're doing or, or anything. And <clears throat> about... Some of you know this, but I've, I've asked several, several people in this body 
to share with me about something that I could see they had something together. They understood something that I didn't understand. And so I was going to people that I've gone to Noja. I've gone to I've talked with I've talked with um, Pastor Roy about it. I've talked with different ones because <clears throat> over the time uh, I was told that I can't work now. I can't work uh, because of the stress load. Uh, and different things, and I had a, another stroke in January last year, and so it significantly uh, damaged my optic nerve, and it's taken a whole year for it to clear and to be healthy again. And so the doctors recommended to me it would be, not be a good idea. So uh, the job I had last year went by the wayside, and so for a year. Uh, I've struggled with some things. I've struggled with finances because my taxes are are big where I live and it was coming up to tax time and I had not had time enough to save like I was that's what that job was supposed to provide was enough to pay the taxes for this last year. I talked with Larry and Pat, I talked with different ones to see if what I was missing, it's, it's like in my mind, have you ever seen something that's been redacted? Like in spy movies, they redact, you know, the secret stuff and all that. Well, I've had something that had that kind of a look to it in my mind. I couldn't see it. I, it was just blank. Now, I would look at the scripture and I would, uh, I'm a tither. I'm a giver. I give to the I give to uh, widows. I help orphans. I I give wherever there's a need. And I give freely. So it, it, what was I missing? And so I was asking, maybe you can give me one key, a key to prosperity. I have said under the very best prosperity teachers that there are. When I went to Bible college, Jesse Duplantis, Kenneth Copeland, two or three others came through there. And, 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 you know, those are significant uh, teachers. And they have, uh, each of them may be off some, but they have the overall picture of prosperity and what it looks like and how it's supposed to work. And I would, boy, I'd take notes and I'd do all that. Well, Sunday I sat here and the pastor spoke a scripture. And the light of the word came into me and it brought understanding to the simple. It's a scripture I have read, no telling how many, hundreds of times. Something that really kicked this off, really stirred this up into me to find out was in our rotation for Sunday school, one of us was sick. And so it sort of threw things out of order. It sort of was different. And I looked ahead to see, okay, with this change, what am I, you know, I'm, I'm going to teach this lesson. And guess what it was? Prosperity. Well, everything in me went on extra stress 
because I knew I didn't understand. There's something I'm missing here, and I just, I needed revelation. And I was upset about it, and, and Noja prayed for me at the prayer meeting, and, and, and I said, I've got to have revelation. I've just got to have it. Now, that was probably Friday or Thursday last week, and I found out Sunday I'm not going to be teaching prosperity. So it went off of me, but during the service, God, it was like when it said in Matthew 6:33, it said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Okay, we all know that. But guess the word seek. Now, I had sought and sought and sought and sought and sought and sat and listened. (laughs) I had sought how I thought seeking was. But God showed me something. It was just like it went off. Jesus is the blesser. Jesus is the blesser. Jesus is the healer. Jesus is the comforter. Anything we lack, any understand, anything we need, it is in him. When I had cancer, he said, do not make, do not let this become preeminent. In other words, do not get cancer before my name. I am preeminent. Well, it's the same principle. When I was seeking, I was looking to at people who are prosperous, maybe in the natural. It may not even be a spiritual thing. Maybe they just have a real insight into economics. But they're, they're you know, maybe they are true seekers because the promise is very sure that he will add all these things to us. But, but I had, it had never meant that to me. So the word that's significant in that scripture to me was joy, look at your seeking. Look what look at what you're doing. What is your cry out of your heart? Well, when I was sitting in here, the cry out of my heart was for revelation on prosperity. I mean it I needed revelation. But he the light came on and I had a problem in my seeker. Now, we all may have an area in our lives that we're just missing something. I know probably there's probably other people who have prosperity issues. Who It just doesn't seem to ever come there. It doesn't ever come your way. Look at your seeking. Look at it. Because Jesus has never moved one smidgen in who he is to us. He is our Lord over all dominions, over every aspect. He's the Lord. Every bit of government. See, I was running around thinking, man, I've got to get some, I've got to get some things taken care of because the government is changing. And we don't know where anything is going to go. Well, it really doesn't matter. He has his government of his kingdom on his shoulders, and it just doesn't matter what Biden does. But as a widow, as a single woman in my age, now, 
understand that in this process of my getting very concerned about my finances, I looked at everything, and I, I looked at, I went on a car. I had, I had some debt. I, I could, I, I was doing that and taking care of things and trying to get things like refinance if I could, lowering my insurance, doing what I could do to my budget. And then come December 1st, everyone that had been donating to me for almost 10 years stopped. Half of my income was gone. So I really had no, uh, no hope of, of coming up with monies enough to pay those taxes, thousands of dollars worth of taxes. And uh, not income taxes, they were property taxes. They're, you know, significant. But God, but God, I, I mean, I went everywhere, and I was too old to get a loan. I was too old to refinance. Isn't that strange? I mean, I was in a pinch like I have never been. But, get, you know, our God's so merciful. Someone loaned me the money without any collateral. A person that I'd sown in his field for years, years, and he knew me. And it was his good pleasure, he said, to take that off of me. I'm paying him back at a good rate. And everything, but it, it 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 consolidated everything. It allowed me to pay off things, pay off everything. So now that that pressure was off, and then comes Sunday, and the Lord shows me that in in this seeking, I was seeking. I was seeking outside. I was seeking man's idea of prosperity. His prosperity is so much more than we even have words to express. It's exceedingly above all we ask or think. That's his prosperity. It's way above what we can imagine. I mean, we we get imaginations going. He wants us to imagine. He wants us to head that direction in our in our aspects, in our reach. He wants us to imagine abundance. And everything, but it's so far beyond what he has lined up for us. Everything about us. I got revivals, what I got. I got revival about my salvation. I am revived in who my Lord is. I am revived. I'm revived everywhere else. I teach y'all all the time, but I've, re- I've got revival in my, the, the joy of my salvation. I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to look. To any man, I'm going to look. Now, let's get in the Scripture because it's this is what's changed. Seeking is more than being available to learn. Seeking is craving. It is passion from the heart. You've got to know. It's like it says in Psalms 42.1, it says, A deer pants for the water brooks. So pants my soul for you, O God. It's like a deer that needs a drink. It's got to have it. It's got to have it. It's panting. It, nothing else will quench that thirst. Nothing else. And we allow other things to quench our thirst. We allow a little bit of something that could come from the enemy just as easy as it can come from God. It, 
many times it does, and it locks us into something that we don't need to be involved in. Haven't you ever done something like that and realized, oh, no, this has an obligation with it that I didn't need. This has a commitment I shouldn't have made. But God, the driving need to know and to understand, thirsting for the Lord, my heart needed a reboot in the knowledge of Jesus. He took me back to the day uh, when I was 12 years old, and I would go after school with a, a young lady, uh, Jerry, Jerry Montgomery, and we would go to the Baptist church, which was sort of just out the back door of the school, and she would take me to a class her mother was teaching, Mrs. Montgomery, and Jerry's mother would introduce me to the other girls, and we would we would uh, have a, a time where it's girls auxiliary, and uh, it's called GAs. And in order to go up the ranks in GAs, girls would have to memorize scripture. Well, I was I was not saved, but I had to memorize scripture, and I had to go in and quote it to the pastor. Very frightening for me. My parents never took me to church, and I I went with Jerry though, and I started memorizing scripture. And when uh, when I'd done that, I got rewarded. I got involved with these girls in that class. And when when uh, I remember, I remember going. I have a picture of me after I got, uh, and we wore a little uh, like little formals, little simple formals, and we had a grand day. And I mean, they served us food and. It was quite a deal to get elevated like that as, as a, a non-believer. But I was memorizing scripture, and then it set me up to be saved two years later. I literally, um, I remember going down that aisle so fast, I thought it was going to trip, I'd fall on my face. But I was coming down that aisle to meet Angel Martinez was preaching. And he was a fiery, fiery uh, evangelist wore bright yellow jackets or pink jackets or whatever, but it was, it was not what the ordinary man would wear. And he was, he was very outspoken, and he just, boy, he just caught us with the salvation message. I got saved. That was 62 years ago. I got saved. And I got revival this last Sunday. But I got back to my roots of my salvation and I remember the, the absolute I had to get down to the front. Well, that's how it was for me Sunday. I had to have this. I had to hear from God. And he said, he said, you've been looking the wrong direction. He said, prosperity is yours. It's in salvation. Prosperity is in our salvation. Healing is in our salvation. Uh, wealth and riches is in our salvation. He's got a plan for you and me. He's got plans for us we don't even know about. He's got plans. All we've got to do is walk and seek his kingdom first. And when we do that, everything is added to us. Anything you can seek in this world. He knows where all the gold, the diamonds, silver, platinum, everything. He knows where all of it is. 
He wants us walking in this world, seeking his face. He wants us winning souls. But if we're not stirred up about our own salvation, we're not going to be stirring anybody else up about it. If we're not seeking him with all that we've got, it is worthless. We need to seek him. I, I've been watching Franklin. Franklin Graham is on television. He doesn't add. You've probably seen him too. He does a great job. It's a great way. It's simple, down to the truth. It's just bam, bam, bam. You've got salvation. He t- tells you right where to go and right what you need. And it's so simple, anybody can understand it. It's not complicated, but it's right on. And we need to have the truth so ready, so simple, it is not confusing to anybody. They will see the joy of our salvation. He wants to restore the joy of our salvation. I don't think I'm the only one. He wants us so full of joy that they will, they will follow after seeking this. He'll, they'll see our love and they will follow us. They'll know that we're believers because of this joy unspeakable and full of glory it's full of glory his glory is because it comes from him it's fruit out of the relationship with our lord these fruits from the spirit are you could you want to judge people by their fruit not their possessions if someone has no fruit if they don't have love i think love is the fruit and all these other things are flavors Love popsicles, you know, love. All of them are love, but you've got different flavors of it. Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. You have all those flavors. And when you get around somebody that's operating in the, has the fruit, it's easy to just pick it. You want to be around them. They're, uh, they have, woo, it's good to be around somebody that has their relationship right. That's what it's about. I had missed it. Y'all forgive me. I'm on fire up here. I have been revived. I know what revival means. I could, I'd be around Pat and Larry, and they're talking about revival, and I'm thinking, God, I'm, there's something so missing in me. Because I, I want to preach to the believers. Thank you. I want to teach believers. Nothing in me wants to go out evangelizing. Well, it changed since Sunday. It will evangelize. The, the message that we walk in evangelizes. It goes before us. It goes behind us. He goes before us. He goes behind us. He goes beside us. He is everywhere, and all the government rests on his shoulders, the Word says. So it is not anything that's going on now. He told me three weeks ago now, he said, he said uh, Jesus chose to walk across the pond or the water during a storm. I require you to walk on the water in the storm. And I, I knew, okay, I've got to get my act together here. I've got I to gotta, I gotta keep my eyes on Jesus. Like Peter, I didn't want to sink, even though what was going on politically could cause me to sink. If I dwelt on it, I'd see the wind and the waves, and I'd go under. Well, that is not what he has for us to do. He just wants, he, he just wants us to walk with him. Keep our eyes on him and keep going. In 1 John 2, 24, 27, he said, Therefore let that abide in you which you heard from the beginning. Let it abide in us. 
If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, you also will abide in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that he has promised, eternal life. These things I have written to you concerning those who try to deceive you. But the anointing which you have received from him abides in you, and you do not need that anyone teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things, and is true and is not a lie, and just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. That's a powerful, those are powerful words. We need this anointing. We need this, this anointing that guides us, that keeps us, that teaches us, that allows us to hear his word. And we need, we need to never get so big in our britches that we, don't, that we no longer need revelation. We, all, we need continuing revelation. I need revelation for the next step I'm going to take. I've got to have understanding that there's a, there's a right and a left and I could go either way. That I have an enemy that's continually talking. I have an enemy that sets up traps for me. And he, he watches my well-worn path, and he just, sets, he just sets a path. That's how you catch rabbits. You just watch where they go, or you other small animals, they go the same way all the time. I don't want to be in a scurry where the enemy can figure out where I'm going to go next. This is between me and God. This anointing, I go in the trails God sets for me. The enemy can't set traps that I'm not going to... I might not see them, but God sees them. And he will teach me that they're there. He will, that's what he, we need is this abiding of the Holy Spirit. And the deliverance, the anointing, is what breaks the yoke. It breaks the, the blinders off of me. That's what broke off of me was a blind place. I was as blind as a bat. Never dreamt that my problem had to do with my salvation. My, uh, my seeking God out of that cry from my heart like I didn't like anything. See, that was foolishness. That was a lie from the devil. He was telling me, well, you do this, 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 this. You haven't, you, it's a lie. The lack was there. It's bl- it was this big in my own mind. Black. I couldn't find a way through it. The Word penetrated that and light shined on it and I saw that my seeker was, in pro- was the problem. My seeker was in trouble. I wasn't seeking like I was supposed to seek. I, I would read the Word, study the Word, prepare a, a lesson. I, I could do all that. That's graphic. That's what you taught us. You can, do, you can read the written Word. You can speak the written Word. But the doing of the written Word is the action that's got to have. That is... It's, we've got to have the rhema. We've got to move on the rhema. And that's, that's the part that was broken in me. Not broken, but it sure got fixed anyway. I don't know what, I don't know what to say about it. First John 3, 2. This is another verse that shed more light. He said, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. My soul was not prospering in the understanding of salvation. The completeness, the absolute fullness of salvation. I knew God healed. When I lay hands on the sick, they're going to recover. I'm not responsible for the result, but I know that I know I'm a conduit. I can pray for the sick and they recover. I pray for prayed for myself and my eye came back. I could he, I was healed. Blindness went off my eye. I, that was God. 
I understand that. I understand we, we speak, you know, those things that own all this, though they were. I understand a lot of facets about salvation and what was done on the cross. I understand that, but I had left seeking my first love. That's what we've got to stay with. We've got to continue. He is a jealous God. There is no one that's going to go before him. He's above every name that is named in the entire universe. I saw planets bow when his name was spoken. I saw planets bow just at the, his name being spoken. And who am I that I wasn't bowing or I wasn't seeking? I mean, this is real. You need, we all need to ask ourselves, am I seeking right? We, are, we need to be stirred up. And we need to pant before the Lord saying, show me where I'm lacking. We're in the last days, folks. And we've got to have, we've got to have some understanding that maybe none of us have had. A prosperous soul is one that seeks with passion the things of God, putting aside the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Pride of life had me. I wanted to, I wanted to look as good as I felt about myself. Do you understand? And I didn't look as good as I felt about myself. I wanted to look, okay, in myself, I should show prosperity. Maybe drive a little bit better car, buy, buy my tires more often than I was buying them. Maybe buy a little richer food. Maybe go out to eat more often. Maybe spend big bucks on a meal once in a while. Do you see, that's what the world does. That's how we think. I mean, that equals prosperity. It doesn't equal prosperity. Prosperity is not something you demonstrate. It's something that comes upon you because your relationship to Jesus Christ, you don't have anything to do with it. It can't be earned. It cannot be earned. Prosperity is of the soul. The soul prospering declares. He, he, that's when prosperity comes. Prospering in our soul. Prospering in our soul, that's prosperity. That is where everything hinges is off this seeking. 1 John 2, 16. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but it is of the world. We can have a mindset, a world mindset, and miss out on what I'm talking about on this Great revival that's supposed to take place in the end is people that know how to walk and not ever get out of line. They don't dare pick up offense because it violates this relationship with Jesus. Because that other person is a part of Jesus, we don't get crosswise with them. We don't take up offense with a brother. We, we, we treat it like a hot potato. We don't lie against our brother. We don't lie. 2 Peter uh, 1, 3 and 4 says, As His divine power has given to us all things. Say all things. All things. His divine power did it. All things that pertain to life and godliness. It didn't come from us. Through the knowledge of Him who called us by His glory and virtue, by which we have been given, has been given to us, exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. 
seeking the things of this life without consideration of our salvation puts us in a place where the enemy can just steal. And what he had stolen from me was my joy. Joy. That joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. That peace that passes understanding. Nobody can understand how, how you can be peaceful in the middle of a storm. How you can walk on water and not be threatened by the waves and the wind. That's where we need to be walking. Uh, with the understanding I got Sunday and seeking the kingdom from here on out, not the things of the world. I'm, uh, with every effort I know, with every prayer I make, I'm purposing to literally and physically, most mornings, I take communion. But in that communion, think of what he said. When you do this, by remembrance, do this in remembrance of me. That's what it says. We need to have communion often. We need to think about Him, remembrance of Him and what He has done, Full, the fullness of what He has done. Every, he is over everything. He is preeminent over every single thing that can ever happen to us. He has gone before us. We do not have to seek it. It will come upon us. Prosperity, healing. Uh, healing is ours. It's the children's bread. We just eat it. We just eat it. We just fling aside sickness. We say, absolutely not. You are not mine. You dry up. You shrivel up. You go. You speak to blindness. You speak to, you speak to cancer. You speak to uh, any kind of ailment that you may have. You speak to it and you say, absolutely not, because I'm relating to the kingdom. I, I'm serving another government the government of my Lord, and his government says, you can't do this. That's what he says in his paper, in his word. It says, Psalms 107.20 says, He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from all their destructions. He delivered us, period. It's gone. It's done. He's gone before us. The answer in everything we'll face is Jesus. He is the way the truth, and the life. Everything. He says uh, in uh, Hebrews 2, 1 through 4, he says, Therefore, we must give a more earnest heed to the things we have heard, lest we drift away. For if a word spoken through angels proves steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? That caused me to tremble. I don't know how many times I've, I've said this about Facebook, but I really stay away from it now. I might see Jonathan pop something up that's worthwhile, I can read that, or others that'll pop up something that's worthwhile and I can read that. But I'm not going to like, just get on it to like, 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 like. I won't do that. You won't see me posting much, if ever. Because I don't, I have other things. I, I can get so easily distracted, and so can you. And so our time is an investment as well. And so we, we just, I just want us to be more thoughtful about this. 
Psalms 51.12 says, Restore to me the joy of, my, of your salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit. God has a generous spirit. He withholds no good thing. It's a good thing to be healed. He isn't holding it back from us. It's a good thing to be prosperous. He isn't holding it back from us. It will overtake us. It will be pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall men give into your bosom. That's what the Word says. And it isn't because you've worked so hard out there. It's because of your relationship to Him. It, can just, it just comes. It's just going to start coming like we've never seen it before. It's going to, because we need money to operate. We need money for the pastor's vision. God knows that. If you're part of this church, you know there's a vision set. And we know that that money, $40 million, is going to start coming in here. And we're going, to, we're going to do, when we begin to be blessed by it, and all of us are partakers of that, we're going to see things we've never seen before. It's going to come. It's going to come to our pastors. It's going to come wherever we put our foot. Everything we touch is going to be blessed because His Word has spoken it. It's because we're relating to Him because He is our Lord. He is our Savior. He is our blesser. And we can't look to anything else in this life. We cannot. Uh, I understand prosperity now. I'm not afraid of it. I'm not, I'm not chasing it. I'm not trying to figure it out. I am not trying to worry, but I'm not going to worry about it anymore. I'll be led by my spirit. He did lead me to, to get some things squared away and to uh, limit, eliminate what I could. And I did that. So I am just walking now. I, I love y'all. And if this has been kind of chaotic in my teaching tonight, just forgive me. I'm just overjoyed with, with this joy that I've got. Again, it's the joy of my salvation. He really is who he says he is. Light as sure as a flashlight turning on shined on that word Sunday. And I was in a miserable state of mind. Just ask Kathy. It didn't have anything, to, not you, not you, Kathy, it's the other Kathy. It didn't have anything to do with me being in a bad mood. God didn't withhold it. See how loving he is? He didn't withhold that good word from me. for me. He just wanted me corrected. He wanted to uh, bring it to pass. He is a good and generous spirit. By his generous spirit, he wants to restore the joy of our salvation. If we're expected to start churches on, around the world, we got to have the joy of our salvation. If we're expected to win millions to the Lord, we got to have some joy operating. It's our strength. Let's, let's stand up and let's pray. let me pray for tonight. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you for this people, for this group, in Jesus' name. I thank you that they are believers. I thank you that they know you, Lord Jesus. I thank you that you are able to touch them, that you're able to bless them, you're able to heal them. Your, your, your word is sure, and it is a more sure word than if someone was standing prophesying over us. It is a sure word. When I read it, I, Lord, I just began to rejoice that you will add everything that we need to us. I thank you, Lord. We come behind in no good thing in this place. And everything we touch is blessed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord.